talk a cup of kindness yet for old lang sign we'll talk a cup of kindness yet a oh yeah a a a should old acquaintance be forgot happy new year baby a oh this is the spelled out lyrics to Mariah Carey's version of Alt Lang Syne, everybody. Amazing. Welcome to Continue Podcast, <laughs> episode 154. Lesser known. Uh, known holiday song of Mariah Carey, Alt Lang Syne. Alt Lang Syne. Yeah, that's apparently on the Christmas album, which I like. No one talks about No one. Though. No one needs that. Uh,. This episode, if anybody is looking at us live on Twitch right now, I don't know who is. We're, we're flying by the seat of our pants with this one. Uh, but I've titled this episode, Go Home 2023, You're Drunk. Nice. And <laughs> I think that's pretty, pretty on point. Um, so welcome, everybody. We're going to be, this is the soup, this is the business casual episode of continue podcast nice uh we're not doing shit dave and i haven't shaved literally the only things we're gonna do is look at this game i'm playing which is called mameda bakaru uh have you guys heard of this game oh no no, no 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 you have the full the full title yeah do the full title <laughs> otogi katsugeki mameda no bakaru Oracle Sai Taro no Sainan? Yes, exactly. I think I got that. Correct. I don't know what that means. All right. I so, don't know what that means. So oh, okay. We're, we're right. going to get... here. The topics of the day are going to be our top three of the year. We do that every year. And then, like, I almost think we always do the thing where we recommend one game to each other. But, like, I yeah. almost feel like we're already playing the things that we would recommend to each other. But we can do that, too. And we're going to talk about cheese... And we're also playing, uh, <laughs> we're playing a game with that name that Dave just said. And what this is, is this is a first, like Nintendo published this in Japan and it just came out. It's like a first party game and they are not bringing it here. And it's apparently all ex Konami guys who went and, uh, made a, like, they escaped Konami, they escaped and... Konami. <laughs> And it's, uh, it's like, um, no, they're still at Konami. They just, they were all funneled into the janitor's closet where they were forced to basically, this, and then they just yes. started making another game. And this, this is what they're doing in the janitor's closet. It's, it, do you guys remember Goemon? Do you remember Mystical no. Ninja? No, no. no. Well, I, no. Susan, that's not surprising. It's not like, yeah. it's not like that was popular. Uh, but this is just that. And it's not like I'm a total weeb. Like no, I am. Okay. I am super weeb. This <laughs> is weeb, yeah. this is the weebiest. This is like Steve weeb. This is pretty weeby. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Before Steve, we go, Steve before we go weeby. too much. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna like indulge you by paying attention to that. But yeah. <laughs> before I'm, we go too further, I'm not supposed to be recording anything. No. No. Okay. That's what. I no. We do this so infrequently, I never remember what I'm actually supposed to be doing. That's, I mean, I, uh, the computer never remembers what it's supposed to be doing yeah, when I turn that it on. Too. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, we're going to play Weave games, we're going to hang out, but first, cheese. Okay, cheese. So we already talked yes. about the cheese advent calendar that I got, which... I, which the my the folks I work with were stunned to discover was not just like a little tiny fun sampler. Ha ha! Here's a bite of cheese. <laughs> no, it's twelve days of actual full size blocks and wheels of cheese. 
uh, and, and bags of cheese curds. But then, in addition, because we're bougie, we also got uh, specialty brie. Mm. So we had Ooh. we had two of them the other night. We have there are four in total, and they're all different. Here are the two we had the other night. Oh, it's brie en croute. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a a wheel of brie that has been covered in puff pastry, and then you bake it. So the first flavor is brie, uh, rosemary asiago cheese, chili, olives, and sun dried tomato. That's all encased in the pastry dough. And then we also had brie, truffle, moliterno cheese, fig, and orange marmalade. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ate before we started recording, and I'm. it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I still want... Uh, guys, I, I crawled inside a dog, and now I'm a you car. You do seem to... It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a... Okay. I have questions. I I I, is, I, is, I don't have answers. Is this a is this a is this like car battler Joe? No, is no. This... Up. I've only played two levels prior to this, and it is uh-huh. like it was like an N sixty four platformer what? before oh. that. You gotta hit one of the the bags. All right, though. I'm gonna gotta, I'm gonna ram a, a bag. Here we go. That's a loot bag. Ugh. You read the tooltips. No, he's slowing me. Oh, Dave, it's in Japanese. Yeah, let me yeah, tell you about the tooltips. They're not in Anthony language. Yeah, I don't know what oh, the tooltips oh. are. That's not a loop. Bag. That's not a. Loop all right, yeah, no, they're yeah, they're water say, balloons. Those bags actually seem to be doing bad things. To yeah, you. yeah, okay. I'm, all right, don't. I, Susan, I thought you were right. I thought I was just like driving shitty, but then the dog didn't seem to love the bags. No, the dog was not into the bag. The dog did not enjoy that. So okay, ooh, ooh. well, dogs don't like being wet. It's true. Yes, accurate. So, uh, which of the was the best of those? Cause like uh, I like I like fig, I like fig okay. involved. See, okay, so the one with the sun dried tomato and the Asiago cheese was amazing, but for me it was very olive forward, and I'm not I don't ah, like olives. Interesting. A lot. If you like olives, it was probably amazing. Uh, so I preferred the one with the fig and orange marmalade. What am I doing? That's an excellent question. Oh, I, I think <laughs> I won. Get out! Right, you won the out, dog race. I won the dog race. <laughs> Not to be confused with the rat race. It's a very different. It's a very different race. Whole other right, thing. See now I'm I'm platforming again, what? but you also can find poops. Oh, naturally. Yeah, you can find yellow. There are five yellow poops. I think they're poops. That looks like a poop, right? I'm not. It's definitely poop adjacent. I'm not being gross. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, I'm making sure. Just making sure. Uh, that was actually why I stopped playing Blue Dragon. Oh, because of the yeah, all it's the poops. all poops. Yep. Yep. I'm like, this is not. I don't understand what the fixation here is, but I'm, I'm not here for it, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> Did you ever? Do you ever play a game? Like not, not, not to, not to be like. Um, too generalistic but like apparently it like scatological humor is very common in japan like yes like, yeah it's normal in a way that like it isn't here yeah yeah that's i've i've gathered that um do you ever play a game speaking of blue dragon where you're like this is pretty uh and it sounds good and i understand mm. all these mechanics have been polished but I think no one remembered to check if it's fun or not. 
Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. You know, that seems like an important step in, like, the, yeah. in the game like, like, process. Uh, like you're oh, related. Okay, games of 2023, uh, 2023. So a friend of mine uh, purchased a PlayStation Five for the first time, and they skipped the entire PlayStation Four generation, all of it. Oh, interesting. And so he got the like spider-man playstation 5 and was like oh i never played the first spider-man and so do you want the code to spider-man 2 uh that came with this like you can have it if you're interested because i'm not gonna play it he's like i still haven't played bloodborne like the the uh, I was gonna say like he got a PlayStation Five. He said like he skipped the PS4 generation. Right? Like, no, he didn't. Yeah. PS <laughs> Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like, all right, now I can go play all these amazing things. He's like, oh, I'm gonna play Uncharted Four. He's like, you just take this. Uh, so I was like, okay, I I don't. Why not? Like Insomniac, yeah, yeah. Oh, fine. Um, even though like I'm a little spider manned out. Mm. All I could hear. Play. I only played the intro and like when it first lets you out into the city to start doing missions, mm-hmm. and I could just hear John Hammond from Jurassic Park repeat like, "We spared no expense. Yeah, we spared. We spared. Look, it's the freshest open world. The the most exciting tasks for you, Spider Man. The most social. <laughs> the, the most social Spider Man experience. It does it feel like they spent three times the amount of the first game on those tasks? It, like on the yes. like oh like like does it does grabbing the balloon for for the child feel more expensive? <laughs> like like if only it was something as like delightfully absurd as getting a balloon for a child. Like you finish this gaudy stupid like like the entire intro is just copying the end of like sam raimi spider-man 3 it's just like off-brand thomas hayden church sand person blowing up the city and you doing (laughs) you're just doing not litigious Non, yeah it's on it's actual sand person (laughs) kroger brand sand person uh and you Wait, did I find something? I have no idea what's happening in this game. Uh, I like I went and played through it, and I was like, good, I did all the quick time events, and now, oh, it's Norman Osborn and Harry Osborn. They're, they got a troubled relationship. Like, it's the usual. And then the mm. very first thing is like, oh, Spider-Man, you got to help me get this uh, fire truck out of a bunch of sand. And you, like, are just tapping a button. To uh, do the effort, and I was like, nobody in the three hundred fifty million dollars, nobody stopped to be like, should we put any budget into making sure this is a good time? Hold on, wait though. Okay, so years ago, I tweeted something to the effect of, "Dear developers, please stop having us hammer away on a button to yes. open a door or lift it because it's not fun." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I got someone. Who replied to me like speak for yourself no <laughs> yes i'm like okay if you find that fun i can't help how undeveloped your brain is who <laughs> who is the person like i like the only person that thought that was a good idea was the, uh, so i don't know if you guys encountered it before this but the first time i remember 
seeing it was uh, God of War one. Yeah. So it's like a David yeah. Jaffeism, as far as I can tell. Well, the thing, oh. doing it a couple times when you really want the weight of something to feel impactful and to translate that into a controller. Sure. Like. There's only so many things you can do, but you right. want it to feel like this is a meaningful, strenuous action. Fine. But to do it, like every treasure chest, I have to hold the button down for 80 seconds to Awful. open it up. Like, no, that's bad. Yes. Not fun. Terrible. Stop it. Very, well, also, very bad. I mean, if, especially if you go back to the original God of War, there weren't, you didn't have triggers that responded to Right. Pressure. Right. right. It yes. was very, very basic by modern standards. And so, yeah, you were super, super limited in something to convey that this this was hard. Like it took that's how strong Kratos is. Like, it, right. We got options now, guys. Yeah. Um, we can do other things. Also, not for nothing. It's super ableist. It is super yeah. ableist. I've never yeah. even thought of that. Yeah. Uh yeah, <laughs> I will say, like Spider Man, Spider Man has like I'm sure they like they they have a ton of accessibility options in those games. Yeah, and yeah. I bet that there's an option that you can go in to turn it so like all you have to do is hold the button down or I even like get yeah. rid of those yeah. yeah entirely. Yeah, but yeah, like as a default experience, it's <sighs> like it's also just not fun. We, it's not fun. It's not, not like I don't know if it's translating for quick time events. I, I don't move beyond. I don't know if it like is translating to you guys just watching the stream, but like I'm not even doing that much, and this is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, oh, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm in a city. I'm a guy who put Crisco in his hair and has sticks. Like it's a good time. Uh, yeah. And you oh know, wait, it, it it has very strong Jet Set Radio energy. Big Jet Set Radio energy. So yeah. you can also I haven't found more of these, but in the first level, it's like here you can eat like a bowl of ramen, and now I'm a little guy. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little me. Uh, okay, why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, this is this is one of those moments where you do something, and uh, technology is fascinating. Because I was like, oh, well, I mean, I, it, it, people say it's pretty easy uh, if you there's no real language barrier. Like, it's just a platformer. Go and have a good mm -hmm. time. And, of course, that was Internet people saying that. And I was yeah, like, oh, what are yeah. what? I don't know what these buttons do. And I was like, oh, wait, I live in the future. And so I got out my phone and you just download the Google app and point your camera at the screen and it'll. Instantly, and it translates for you? Instantly yeah. translates. That's amazing. Isn't that incredible? Oh, and, I love that. Yeah. It's so cool. It's not like you can't just like leave it up and like look yeah, down as yeah, a, like you, yeah. you can't like hack DS your your television. <laughs> uh, but it, it like it like in a pinch it works flawlessly. It's like Yeah, when people are like, oh, augmented reality, I'm like, that's the augmented reality I want. Yes. Yeah. Stuff Get, like that. Give me just give me Jordy's glasses. Um, like that's yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all I want. Oh, I can't kill this guy. He's just gonna keep hitting me off the building. I'm gonna leave him alone. Um, so Susan, yes. uh, we we were emailing, planning the show, and you're like, my picks are gonna be really boring. I think all our picks are gonna be really uh not surprising to each of us. But what is yeah. your first of your three games? Uh, for my my game of the year is Baldur's Gate three. Oh, not chance of um. No, a game we'll no. likely talk about later. <laughs> no, no. 
Uh, no, Baldur's Gate 3. And I was thinking about it. And, like, when I, when I talked about it on the show, I talked about, you know, the excellence of, of the story. The main story is amazing. It, yeah. It's, and the, and the excellence of the voice cast, which is, I mean, they're winning awards for reasons. Mm. Like, it's, it's really just, it's set a, a brand new bar for that, for voice acting in a, uh, in a game. But also, it's the level of detail of all the stuff around that mm. the amount of care that is put into the the game as a whole so it's not just about the main plot it's not just about the main characters every single character in the game is voice acted every single one i played this game for a total of something embarrassing and <laughs> wasn't your clock 300 hours last episode why 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 assign a number to things don't, <laughs> don't worry about it and there was there's only one bad performance that I've encountered and wow. it, it across wow. all of that time. Like that's ridiculous. And and there's funny stuff, there's really poignant stuff, there's stuff that's creepy and just spread out so much so that it it to say it is huge does it a disservice. Mm. Because that just implies a lot. Like lots of games are huge. That doesn't mean they're good. <laughs> we were just talking about Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider yeah, but it's there's just so much well done in it. Not very little of it. I'm in fact I'm trying to think about any of it felt like a throwaway. Here's a perfect example. You once you get to Baldur's Gate, the city, uh you might, you don't have to, uh, but you might. Uh, go to the post office mm. and the next to the, it's a courier service actually. And they have both um, pigeons who will carry your mail that way. And then they also have dogs who will carry the mail. So you might uh, go next door to this courier service and, and find the kennel where all the dogs are kept. If you do, you will discover that the manager of the kennel is mistreating the dogs. Oh my God. You have been and, targeted by this game. Right? <laughs> and so you can, uh, with enough effort, kick her out and get it so that the, the, the little kid who's been, not, not a little kid, but uh, the worker there who adores the dogs and who tells you that she's been abusing the dogs takes over. She leaves. He takes over. And the dogs, because you can speak to animals, if you use a potion or are a druid, the dogs will tell you how happy they are. Oh, that you have shit. gotten rid of this oh person. God. Right? <laughs> this does nothing for you. Like the, it, you don't level up, you don't get a cool thing, you know, it's just a thing you can do. Susan, it's not like if you were a different a different character, you wouldn't be able to talk to the dogs, right? There are potions so that you can <laughs> you can talk to animals. That's wild. That's yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I thought for sure you were going to be like, yeah, like that's like this class perk, and so you get well, access. Well, I mean, to it this, is a but... perk of being a druid. Yes, yes. Druids, druids have talked to animals, but I, friendo, you better believe I always have at least one talk to animal potions on me at all times. Because that's the other thing. Animals throughout the game, sometimes they will give you clues about how to achieve, like how to maybe you need to break into a house. And if you if you talk to the rat that hangs out outside, maybe the rat will will give you some hot 
hot gossip about how to break it down. <laughs> Who knows? Oh my God, was it Templeton? Was it was there hot <laughs> Templeton goss? <laughs> but then sometimes they're just funny, and sometimes they're just like, I don't want to talk to you because I don't like you. Like they're just <laughs> yeah, and you don't know what you're going to get. It's not like talking to animals always gets you something. It's just there if you feel like engaging with it. And the entire flipping game is different variations of it's there if you feel like engaging with it. Mm. It's amazing. It's just so amazing. And it accommodates so many different kinds of personalities yeah. of player that uh, I, I, and because you know there's there's games where it's like, yeah, you can be evil, but we don't really want you to. Baldur's Gate's like, knock yourself out. You want to kill everybody in sight? That's fine. That's totally cool. Man, I, like, it's so funny. I did the um, Switch version of Spotify Wrapped. I can't remember what that's called. Mm, mm, yeah. Uh, but it's like, yeah, here's the what you did with your time. You, you have addiction issues. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Here's, here's what really you should do. You stay, this year. Stay. You know that came out like a, like years ago, right? <laughs> Still? Okay. Nintendo just is like, thank you for logging into your Nintendo account. We recommend you stay in therapy. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, but but um, in it, like, it is like, here are the three games you played the most. Mm -hmm. And it like shows you the amount of time. And uh, I was like, oh boy, I don't know if I want to. Sure, let's like let's find out. And I played Tears of the Kingdom for 88 hours, mm. which oh for God. me is quite a bit. Uh, yeah, for you, that's a lot. That's a lot for me. Um, like did a you lot. Finish that? I I did. I I rolled the credits uh, and pissed off the internet because I posted a picture of the credit scene and then said, okay, great. Can we have a normal Zelda now? Yeah. <laughs> and people I remember that. I'm like, Oh, this is going to go well. It, people loved it. Um, and I like at the end, looking at that, I was like, I guess there must've been some, like, I can't say that game is bad. Like if yeah. I played it for m m almost four days of my human existence, mm -hmm. there's certainly something present that it like is worth examining and there is merit, but I like, I got, and we talked about it at the time. I got the feeling throughout the entire experience of like what you're saying about Baldur's Gate three, Susan, where it's like, if you want, here are all these different ways to engage here. Are all <laughs> these, if you want to do this, you could do this, you can do this. And like the game will allow you, but Baldur's Gate, like it sounds like the genius of it is that every single one of those choices there is like a legitimate reward for the investment of your time yes like and it is variable it's not just like oh you got to do a thing that was mildly amusing and you have like staved off the like black abyss of existentialism <laughs> <laughs> which like <laughs> no yeah there's definitely there's yeah. more there's more going on than, right yeah there's there's, yeah, there's definitely there's story there's character perks there's there's mm -hmm. thing like there is there is a tangible reward legitimate role playing right Right. Whereas, yeah. like, I play Tears of the Kingdom, and like, I, like, I don't, I don't want to insult people that love Tears of the Kingdom, but like, I like, I 
I think Tears of the Kingdom should have an ESRB rating that is just like good for staving off a reminder that you're going to die. Like that's like it. But that's all. <laughs> I think that's all that game does. <laughs> I understand, and I say this as a person who put over a hundred hours into Tears of the Kingdom and did not finish. Yeah. It. I understand for the the folks who are mechanically minded because that. Uh, that that mechanic of the being able to put things together and if you're a person who's like building giant robots or building you know mad max kind of vehicles if you're that person that game is catnip and totally. it does it really well and yeah. it's, i get that <laughs> but if you're not if, that person <laughs> if you're not that it is very pretty mm-hmm. and the soundtrack is wonderful mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Other than that, why? What? Why? Why? Like what? Like again, it's not bad. It is not a bad game at, yeah. at all. Yeah, but, it's, it's made for people with Minecraft brain. Yes, I, I feel mm. like that's that's what they're like. Nintendo is trying to to get in on that on that Minecraft brain, which <laughs> my son has, and he spent. Not as met, not as much time playing this one as he did with Breath of the Wild, but still a lot of time playing yeah. this one. Yeah. So and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But like, I I I am, I, like I do. I really want to play Baldur's Gate three like a mm. lot, um, because it does seem like it is so truly rewarding, mm-hmm. and it fe- it feels like such a uh, advancement of the accomplishment of witcher 3 like oh yeah because and here's here's why spoiler this it's my game for you to play and here's why yeah and witcher 3 is is amazing uh, you, we all know how i feel about witcher 3 but you're always Geralt. right Geralt is a very clearly defined personality he's a very clearly defined character and you are always Geralt. you can opera i mean admittedly you're off playing gwent while there's monsters rampaging through the countryside, eating children, <laughs> that's about as far as you can stray. But with Baldur's Gate, you, and this is another thing I really appreciate about it, you can choose a pre-made character if you're not the kind of person who who can create from scratch. And a lot of people aren't. A lot yeah. of people don't have that kind of imagination to say, well, my character would do this, They're, this is how they respond to that. Great, you've got predefined characters so that you can do that. They're you're given parameters. But if you want to make something completely from scratch and you want to go through the world as that person, you absolutely can. And that is something, Anthony, you need to do. Yeah, I want I want to do that so fucking bad. It's like so you. Yeah. <laughs> and like Susan, the 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 part of that game when you were like, this is a true video game that has accommodated somebody who wants to play like chaotic good. Yep. And like, that's not easy. No. <laughs> like that's, that's hard. Whatever your chosen medium for narrative is. And like, I got, I just, I have to, like, I don't, yeah. I don't have a choice. I got, I got to play it. And like, you can be, you can be the, fantasy world version of the guy who puts the amiibos in his mouth and sends pictures of it to his friend. I got, oh, that's amazing. You can do that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's game making right there. That's, yeah. I do, I like, I do, 
wonder how the existence of Baldur's Gate 3 is going to affect CD Projekt Red. Like, do mm. they do they take this as like a oh fuck you know the gauntlet has been thrown we we really gotta I, we, I don't know i think i think they're doing fine now like, yeah they've turned cyberpunk around in such a way that like the game now has got like a bunch of great reviews like on steam it's sold really well for them so i i i don't know if like they're gonna like i'm sure they're gonna see Baldur's gate 3 and go like oh like what can we do uh that these guys are doing but also i think like it's they're they're not going to see it as like a threat to yeah. them yeah and like like they would have maybe if Baldur's gate 3 had come out the year cyberpunk did come out in the state that it did uh but but i you know i don't even know because here's the thing yes Baldur's gate has an amazing story but it also is built off the back of D&D, mm-hmm. which is a very specific gameplay experience. And that's not what Witcher and Cyberpunk are going for. They're going for some, like something that is certainly informed by that, but it that's not what it's trying for. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's unfair to both studios to be like well how is this good like like yeah they're both big really really well done story packed rpgs but they're not really trying to achieve the same goal Hmm. Hmm. other than you know get money yeah other (laughs) than get money and like tell a vaguely uh vaguely medieval yeah fantasy story yeah uh are we still streaming are we still live yeah we're still live good yeah all right yeah um i'm watching right now yeah, how five poops on that level? I got, I got all, I got all five poops, but I didn't find all three capsule toys. I yeah, like that's I, that's I, a problem. But one a, of them was a chicken. So what, you get see, I, yeah, we were on a roll. Talk like I was like, I don't interrupt this, this, this very good thought by talking about the chicken. I just, <laughs> I know, but I, I, almost, so I was like, oh, chicken. <laughs> but it was observed. Um. So my my the first game of the year, uh, guys. I have to warn you, like uh, this is basic as fuck, even for me. Like all three of my picks are embarrassingly basic for me. Uh, but one the the one I'll mention up top, and I wasn't even going to consider this one of them prior to playing more of it uh, the, in the past month is Street Fighter Six, oh, and okay. uh. So the the re- reason being is like I know I talked to you guys at the time that it came out that it's just like a delight like it's just a very fun game and I I like that I can play Street Fighter with my daughter and not have to worry about like you know um her thinking that it's normal to like wear a thong and then shove your boobs in somebody's right. face as like a matter right. of course uh, which Susan, I want to I want to thank you. This is like a an old an old quote of yours, but Kate has adopted it as just like a daily phrase at this point. Where I was talking about the what I was going to talk about today with her, and she's like, I was talking about Street Fighter, and she goes, "Oh, did somebody discover the patriarchy again?" Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. Is he dis- is he discovered like I like she's like please thank Susan for giving me that <laughs> phrase in reference to you and 
yes, uh, like Street Fighter is very good for for once again being like, oh yeah, the patriarchy. But uh, it 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 has course corrected in like a meaningful way. Um, plays great, looks great. The soundtrack is fucking incredible. Like, uh, you want to talk about like Jet Set Radio vibes? Like this mm. is this is that kind of hip-hop done very well it is the the best of 2023 and 2003 all at once wow uh, except it, 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 what is going on with the costumes oh, uh, yeah the costumes well, they, they had they had they had to cock it up somehow right like okay. like they, they released a functional game this time <laughs> yes that's exactly so they had to find some way to like piss people off to break it yeah like i i but like i think i think that for like for them like it, it's almost like it's like being angry at Nintendo for never dropping the price on any of their games. Like they're going to release these dumb costumes. They're going to cost like a billion dollars a piece because there is a type of human that is going to spend yeah. that money. Yeah. And like yeah. I don't think it's cool, but I'm also that not t- the type of human that was I won't do it. Like I'm yeah. not going to. Well, it's all just cosmetics, right? Like it's you're not all like, cosmetics. It's... It has like it doesn't change anything. And like the the cool thing, like I can say I love this game, and I don't subscribe to PlayStation Plus anymore, so I can't mm. even engage with the online aspect of it yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, how like so the reason it ended up making it like cresting the top three was I finally started playing the single player mode. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, World Tour, which I. The, is it like a story? You gotta. So it, it is a full on. It is a full on like l- light yakuza. Like you oh. make a character, and then you go out into the world, and there is like a story, and the huh. the way it works is you, uh, you you are in the city from Final Fight, like Final Fight back in the day, Final Fight. And you're learning how to be a martial artist, but, like, you're also, like, you know, doing odd jobs and making your way in the city. And you meet the Street Fighter characters as you go around, and they can become your teachers. So it's like, oh, I met uh, Chun-Li, and she wants me to, like, go help out the, uh, the uh, her adopted daughter get some things for school and now she's agreed to be my teacher which means that my character can fight like chun li oh and the more okay. the more you fight as them the more access to their moves and stuff you get and it's actually a very effective way of teaching you how each individual character works oh that's cool yeah it's really really cool and like you can wander around town and you can fight anyone at any time and they love it you're like in line at mcdonald's you're like bruh let's go you literally will go up to a pizza place on the street like a pizza truck and they'll be like hey do you want to learn how to serve pizza so then you learn how to serve pizza but then the guy will be like also do you want to fight let's fucking fight (laughs) and it's uh, like uh, it is a psychological delight (laughs) and as you play the reason i dismissed it at the beginning is that it felt very sort of pat boring fetch questy missions okay and it does it is like that at the very beginning 
and then rapidly escalates into being weirder and weirder and weirder <laughs> and okay. weirder to like to to the point that you are talking to an old lady in Chinatown and she's like, yeah, I hate pharmacies in America. You can't get the good stuff. Please go to China. And then you have to go to China and then you you meet one of the DLC characters called Aki. And then she is like, oh yeah, I have this herbal medicine. Also, I poisoned you five minutes ago. <laughs> Fight <Awesome>. me. <laughs> yeah, it is... It is it is pure fun, and I, I, I a good friend of mine was very insistent that I try this mode. He's like, "You will love it. Please play more." And he was right, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I I will say that it's I it's tough to like say that it's like I recommend it to everybody because it's almost like it does feel very disjointed. Like, I can't decide if it's all one game or if it's just, like, a couple of different slightly related games in the same package. Uh, but it is, it is there like, you know, there there's, unlike Tears of the Kingdom, there's, like, more than a little something there. Like, it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is very, very special. Uh, and I will say I'm a little sad, and I don't think the honeymoon is over, but Lyra is increasingly unwilling to play Street Fighter with me. Oh. And it's because she has figured out I was letting her win. <gasps> yes. Right. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know how to uh, solve that one. Because it's like, it's, she's, she's like, I thought I was really good at this. Mm. and being really good at this takes practice and time yep and it like it's really weird to see the uh the conflict uh because she still likes it she wants to play it uh she wants to enjoy it it's like a thing we share and but she like wants to do it the right way uh, Which is awesome and amazing. That's that's good parenting right there. That's right. The result of good parenting. Very good. She wants to earn it. She wants to earn it, but like she uh, doesn't want to do the thing that she has to do to earn it. That's and that's the relatable because <laughs> right, getting, <laughs> like getting good in a fighting game is hard. Yeah, yeah and like oh, that's the other thing I can say about this game. Like anybody who's even mildly interested in it, it's not. Like, they really did figure out the modern controls. Like, Mm. you can play this game in a way that doesn't play, like, old Street Fighter at fucking all. Like, Mm. it's only four buttons. You can automatically feel like you're doing everything, but not limited. Like, Mm. it's not like, oh, I'm doing cool shit, but I don't know why. So, like, it's, like, she's, and she's good at the modern controls. Like, she's getting better and it's really funny because sometimes she'll be like, you use the modern controls and I can't like the cognitive dissonance for me. Well, there's your answer right I, there. Right. And like, so we're, we're working it out. We're, <laughs> we're, we're working on the, t- you know, family's hard guys. Uh, <laughs> you gotta work it out. You got, you have to humble yourself and be okay with sucking. Yes. I, I, I gotta humble myself and be okay with sucking. But like for a while I was, 
turning up the handicap on my character. Sure, sure. And she can read. She is seven and can oh. read everything. And she's like, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, Good shit. Kid. Yeah, I, all the credit, all the credit due. Um, yeah. Dave, you're, you're, you're number three. My number three? Uh, oh, chance. I thought we were going. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh no, no. I, I don't think there's like a numbered order. Like, okay. Yeah, I yeah, I wouldn't say all they, all... they're all just the games. They're yeah. like, okay. Baldur's okay. Gate the three, game. game of the year. Like, yeah. and 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 Susan, I'm sure this is going to be on her list too. But it's and it's because of her that I played this. But it, Chance of Sinar. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, is uh, incredible game, incredible experience. Um, and it's like it gave me what. Like I liked the Talos Principle too. I we talked about it last episode, um, but it, like I said, it didn't hit me the same way that the first game did. Uh, it was fun to play, but like it, it, it felt like just like a bare, more expression of that original idea. Whereas this gave me the feeling of like playing the Talos Principle, um, that like that feeling that I got when I played the first one of mm. that like, like it's it's such a like affirmation of humanity in such in a really like lovely way uh just the idea of multiple people with different cultural backgrounds different ways of exchanging ideas butting up against each other but still trying to figure out a way to communicate with each other and find common ground uh, which is like ultimately like that's the message of the game is that like you're going up this tower, Tower of Babel, centrally, and they've all got different uh, different backgrounds, different ways of seeing the world. Like one is a culture of artisans, one's a culture of warriors, uh, and the con- there's conflict between them that you learn that like like they the the tower has separated them basically. And over time, the part that really did it that made me go from like, oh, this is just like a clever puzzle game to the part where it's like, oh, this is more is when you start to you get to the top and you realize like what the purpose of the tower is and what you need to do to fix everything. And you go back through as you're like before, like as you're exploring the tower, there are these computer terminals that you'll see and there'll be two people that pop up with like a message for one another, but it's it's it, each of their individual languages. And you can't do anything with those yet until you get to the top and the guy's like, okay, I've unlocked these things for you. You need to go and um, you need to go and solve this. And so what you do is you go to these little computer terminals and the these two people are from different levels and they've discovered the terminals and they're trying to like communicate like, oh, I have a problem here i need help but you need to then translate that language into the language that the other person speaks so that way that person can then send a message back to them and then you translate that that message and once you complete it you've effectively like solved that puzzle on that tower and as you're doing that you start to see like as you revisit levels of the tower you start to see people from other levels, like commingling with each other and like showing each other things in the level and showing each other, like, oh, like this is the this is the temple, like come check it out, and they're like, oh yay, uh, 
and watching that like just slowly blossom into like what was once like a separated space now becoming a vibrant community of people with different ideas and cultures and backgrounds and sharing together uh really love like just the way that it's so like it builds naturally to this moment where you're like unifying everything is so cool and like unlike like anything i'd played all year um or i don't want to say ever but like it's 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 a very unique experience and one that anyone should play it's so pretty yeah like I, I know you, Dave. You said like this incredibly poetic, moving summation of like why it reconnects you to being a human, and I'm like, it looks nice. I mean, it, <laughs> I like things it, it, that are yellow. Well, <laughs> it looks really pretty, but it runs on anything. Like just yeah, the way that they built it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and it's like 600 megabytes too. So it's like it's, it packs so much into such a small like little like so much style and so so many ideas into such a small package um it's great great play it i uh i gotta i think i think that's another one that like baldur's gate 3 is gonna take uh priority but i think i have to join you and at least trying it like both like i will say the puzzles are like they are logical and natural without feeling obtuse like you'll get to a spot yeah. and you'll be like like how do i solve this yeah but like all the pieces are there and it's not like it's not like mist where you're like well how would how right. could i possibly known that like it is it it is you'll have to do a little bit of trial and error um in some spots where like you but you'll usually have enough clues for other words that you know um and if you're like taking notes within the game for what you think words mean while you play that will help you Mm. solve a lot of it. So just make sure that you don't forget. Like there was a time when I stopped doing that and I'm like, why don't, why can't I think, okay, no, I need to go back. I need to talk to people. Like, what do I think this word means and write it down so you can see it in the sentence as you're talking to them. Cause then that's when the brain juices start going. Mm. Um, But there are a couple moments where it's like you may not have everything that you need to figure out what a word is, but if you figure out enough of the other words, you, just by process of elimination, you can get the rest of them. Um, so, like, it's even if you feel like you get stuck, there are ways to get around it that do make the game feel way less frustrating than it could have been. It's also like, you know, language. Like, I feel like yep. I'm going to have a whole lot easier time with words then yeah because the the thing that gets you with puzzle games is what am i supposed to do yes what are you asking me to do yeah and that's that's never a question in this game you always know right you might not know where to go to find this word or you might not but you always know exactly what you're trying to do uh guys i died and turned into a raccoon like you do. <laughs> what i mean and he's got a little pompadour too I like that. Damn it. This game is, uh, I don't know if you guys are, are seeing like how fucking cool this game is, but like, it's really neat. I have no idea what's going on, but it looks fantastic. It's so. a blast. It's, it's just like, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, 
I, I was gonna try and compare it to something. I'm like, it's I don't really know what to compare it to. Like, it is a really good mascot platformer. It is a really good mascot platformer. Uh, it, and so, but it, yeah, but its like, own thing. They don't think they make these anymore. <laughs> like, it, like like Sly Coopery. Yes, like in in the best way. I I yeah. loved Sly Cooper. I didn't play the first one until like way after it came out. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Do you remember when they did like the HD collections on PS? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll try the Sly games finally, and I platinumed one. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I loved the, it. The first one of all of those, like like Ratchet and Clank and, and Jack and Daxter. Daxter. Yeah. Very yeah. fun games to platinum. The rest. Maybe no, not. not. No, so the rest yet. suck. <laughs> and like, it was the moment. Like, I don't know who was like, "Hey, let's make Sly Cooper open world." Like, no, yeah. the levels, levels are fine. They're fun. <laughs> do do a level. Because <laughs> um, of Jack too. Ugh. ugh soul patch Jack. <laughs> you always you always knew during that generation when the character came back for the sequel with a soul patch, it was not going to be a a good day no. for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um dave what did you play chance on steam deck yeah 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 it runs great but i mean like susan you played on switch right yep mm-hmm. and it, it runs just fine there too beautifully yeah gorgeous cool. i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i think i'm i'm like that one's have you guys ever heard of i can't remember if we talked about this when you first played chance of sonar susan but have you guys heard of um an author named ted chiang Uh, a sci-fi writer the only reason you guys might have heard of him was he wrote the short story the arrival was based on oh which is all okay yeah uh and the only part of that movie i like is the language is the language parts and like spoiler the book is like way the book it's a like 20 page short story it's way fucking cooler than that movie and (laughs) uh that that movie is like the schmaltzy like what if we like took this ch- general story and just like forest gumped it uh <laughs> <laughs> whereas the book is like very much an explore like it is all um is it amy adams is that yep. who yes. yeah it's yep. it's all a- the amy adams characters just journal like mm. decoding their syntax like that's interesting it. uh it's awesome I bring it up solely because the second best story I've ever read by him is called Babel. And it is Uh. a like oral history of told from the perspective of the people that have just been like scaling and building the tower of Babel for like eternity. Like, Oh, neat. Right. And like people like going on a pilgrimage to meet the people who are at the highest level building the next layer and encountering all of the, not just different languages, but all of the different sort of social mores that exist up the tower. And mm-hmm. like, and just for you guys, like it's a cool, like a, uh, like chance of Sonar epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> the, cha- the, the chance of Sonar Gaiden, uh, if you can't get enough of that sort of thing. Um, Susan, what's your other game? So, uh, my number two was going to be Chance of Sonar, and what is this is why I love when we get to we get to talk about the same game 
Because what stood out to Dave is the underlying message about humanity and, and humanity's desire to communicate and how difficult that is and, and how, how easy it is to lose the ability to, to, to talk to each other because, you know, there's so many different languages and you have to put effort into that. And that it's a very beautiful thing and not what I was going to say about it at all. <laughs> Cause while all that is there, I'm like, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> for me, what it is, why, why it's so rewarding to me games typically reward twitchiness like the game you're playing right now yeah twitchiness speed eye hand coordination that response time that sort of thing puzzle games typically reward the ability to think mathematically mm-hmm. professor layton's puzzles do this constantly even when it's like like a sliding puzzle like get the car out of the parking lot by sliding things <laughs> around that is a that is a mathematical puzzle yeah right it's it's spatial relations yeah. it's it's that kind of thing chess puzzles are, are math based very few puzzles that you encounter reward or specifically target language ability yeah and logic in the way that this does so it's rewarding a very specific kind of brain power that i happen to have an abundance and don't get to do much with and so for this game to be like girl i got you the entire thing is figuring out syntax i need to know how do you do a plural how does the possessive work now we're gonna how do you represent numbers in something designed to represent ideas and words i'm like yes thank you this all day long it's just not something that gets represented a whole, whole lot because how do you make that fun? Yeah. How do you make that pleasurable for someone who is not a linguistic weirdo? And the answer is you put it in this representation of greater humanity and there's the, the you know, you have, you have problems to solve that can only be solved by figuring out the different languages. And it's just such a different kind of game than you normally get with puzzles puzzles are not the kind of puzzles that are word-based are usually you know like wordle yeah. or yeah crosswords they're they're they're, like they're all scrambles yeah. and yeah yeah they're 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 like they're uh letter games they're not yes they're not language games Yes, that's actually that's a really good way of putting it. Like you're looking for a specific word, you're not trying to, you know, use this particular ability. And so like that's I what I really enjoyed uh, about it is it's so different but so elegant and uh and it's purdy too. <laughs> and it's purdy. It, yeah, it's it a real purdy. It looks nice. It got got that yellow. It looks like a coloring book. It looks like that sort of painterly simplistic and yet conveys everything you need to know. Uh, Yeah. Real, real great. Guys, what was the, um, I find it really interesting that we got two profoundly good language games two years in a row. 
but they are fundamentally different in what they are doing and how they're doing it. Because it was the it was the Obsidian game last year. Um, oh, Pentiment, yeah. yeah. Pentiment. Pentiment. It's very like very interesting to see Chance of Sinar just a year after Pentiment, because they're not they're not the same at all. No, but they no, they no, are no, no. cut from cut from the same sort of ethos of. I, I would say Pentiment is more like a history nerd kind right. of a thing. Yeah, that's that's true. But like I I, I get it's it's hard to figure out what I'm trying to express. Like it is games about thought. <laughs> Like asking you to think in a way that is so deeply unusual. Yeah, yeah. Compared it's, it's to yeah. games for liberal arts majors. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of those. Yeah, they're really odd because like games are either asking you to be strategic and tactical, uh, or they're asking you to be empathetic and strategic. You know, right. like an RPG, right? You need to tell the story, uh, or just you know, straight up math. The the liberal arts uh, uh, major, not usually uh, pandered to. No, unless it's like a different end of the liberal arts uh, student spectrum. Like, Returnal is speaking to the liberal arts student. But it's like, hey, do you like depressive interpretation of surrealism? Here. <laughs> Hope you also really need to think about fifty things all at the same time all yeah. the time to feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, that's a good one, Susan. That's like, yeah, that's chance of Sinar from two different angles is is powerful. Um, I'm wondering if uh, we also have uh, this one on all of our lists. Maybe not, because I know Dave didn't love it that much. But uh, continuing the Anthony is basic train is Super Mario RPG. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed that like uh, I almost everything I played this year was uh, remakes or sequels or like familiar things. Uh, mm, no, I think that makes sense. I don't I, think there's like, <clears throat> there were a lot man, of them this year. There's that too. Susan, I I kind of have a feeling I know what you're gonna say, uh, just because like I, I I had to say it to myself, which is like, dude, you're not like you're not trying to impress anybody. You're not like trying to be like, ooh, uh, look how cool I am mm -hmm. with my Alterna pick. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's not uh 2015, and uh, like I don't need to be Mr. Cool game yeah. <laughs> game journal guy. Uh, I can just be like, I like the thing. Uh, but also, it's like of all of the things that were sort of remakes or re-releases, like there were a lot of like really interesting tacks in that direction this year. Uh, I don't know, like we didn't really talk about it. I know Dave played it a little, but there was the Star Ocean remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's an incredible game because I played the shit out of that game back in the day, and it sucks. Like, I know... <laughs> People, people are like such fucking fans of that game, and it's 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 purely the nostalgia talking. It's just sure. the nostalgia talking. Like that game is like Byzantine, laborious, annoying, and uh, like they're well, like we, like we like we mentioned on the show, like it, it feels like it was designed to sell strategy guides. Yes, it is. It is a the way the way that it's set up, how you yeah. find char new characters, the different ways to like because if you get one character, you may not know it. 
but you're completely locked out of getting this other character that you would have otherwise gotten if you didn't get this specific mm-hmm. person. But why would you not say yes to getting a third member in your party right. two hours into the game? Right. Yeah. And, and like yeah. half, half the fucking game, half the fucking game is like making sure that you're having like weird side story interactions with all the character, all the characters and there's no way to know where they are in the original one. Right. Like, yeah. it's just fucking like, oh, I guess I need to go back to every town and building I've been to already. On the off chance, somebody's like, hey, you want to get a hot dog? Uh, and the remake, meanwhile, is like, I played the demo just because I was like, it looks gorgeous. Mm. And the demo was so good, I played it and I was like, well, this is d- like, they made it a good game. I'm impressed with this. Um <laughs> And, you know, there was the Resident Evil 4 remake, which was also, you know, I, we, we talked about it at the time. Like, I found it uh, a very uh, comforting response to real-world violence. It was a safe, mm. safe place. But, like, you know, it was a good game. But, like, I, I'm not going to, like, think about it again, <laughs> like, ever. Uh, Super Mario RPG, meanwhile, I can't wait to replay it. Like... I just beat it, and I know that in a year, I'll I'll be able to fire it up, and it will just be like this nice thing that my daughter and I can do together, or I can do with myself if I'm sick, and it'll you know take a weekend, and it'll always be that good and beautiful and uh, smooth. Um, and I, Dave, I know you played the original not that long ago, and like I love that game's charms. But the ease with which the remake goes down, like it's it is tef yeah. it is Teflon, like you just slide across the surface yeah, of its I, like, good I humor. I will say, like it is, the foundation was already really good. Yes. So yeah. which is like shine, which does shine through in the remake, and the stuff that they did to smooth out a few more of those rough edges are very welcome, like the inventory and yeah. Um, and some of the extra like battle mechanics just to make things even snappier than they already were. Um, is very, very welcome guys. Is this lady yelling at me? Cause she's mad and I got to do a second form or is something awesome happening? I don't know. Oh his no, wait, looks, his hair looks very weird looking like <laughs> it does look like, 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 a, like a profile picture. <laughs> I got, Oh, Oh shit. I got fancy armor. I guess oh oh, we're friends now. Yo, tight. So that's yeah, that's that's my other game is Super Mario RPG. Um, yeah, I I'm not. I, I, I'm a simple man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simple guy. Uh, Dave, what's what's your other one? What's your other game? Oh, are we are we do, are we doing two or three? We're doing three. You do three games. Oh, okay. Do three okay. games. So so number two uh, is one that I hadn't had a chance to talk about on the podcast because I picked it up like last month um, and it just kind of fell in between episodes. But uh, I played The Making of Karataka. Oh, and it's great. It's so good uh, because it did the thing that I wanted them to do. Like the, that they one they did the thing that I wanted them to do with Atari was like go deeper into, into specific like design stuff, which like when you're covering 50 games or whatever, kind of hard to do. Whereas when you're covering one game 
and the guy Jordan Mechner who made it still has all of his journaling that he did as he was making it. Uh, like you can get really, really into the making of that. But two, like it provides, like the Atari Fifty collection, it provides context to a game that I did not have a chance to play when I was a kid, and it made me realize why it's so important to video game history. As a guy, I played Prince of Persia. As a kid, like uh, a family friend had an Apple or Macintosh um, and had a copy of Prince of Persia. I go over and play it and like it was like really hard and frustrating, but it was like really cool just to watch the dude like run and jump. It was so like gorgeously animated. Um, But then like I I would always hear stuff like they're like, oh, there's a remake of Karataka coming out. Like they, they did a couple of these on like Xbox Live Arcade. And it was always like, what is what? What? <laughs> Karateka? What is what is this from the maker of Prince? Like, I don't, like just and it would just be like, here's the game. And like, I just would have like, I didn't know what to make of it. It was weird. And like, I just no sense of its place in the history of, of games. No sense of its place in the history of Jordan Mechner as a designer. Uh, none of that. And this game provides all of it. Um, you get some really lovely interviews between Jordan and his dad because his dad helped, like, not only like gave gave him a bunch of ideas, like he was the guy who, like, he was the one who told gave him the idea to rotoscope the animation because as he's like designing these like little karate dudes to fight, he's like they look really stiff, like the animation just it just doesn't look good, and so he was like, yeah, well, I've got all these like old Disney books. Why don't you check out like rotoscoping? And so, like, you can watch the home videos that they filmed of his dad running around in the forest in a karate gi (laughs) and like, like, standing on top of a car and like running to hug his sister at the end because that's what happens at the end of the game. And like, um, it don't, he doesn't have the home movies of like, because they also, there was like a local karate instructor that he used to do like get all the moves from. Uh, they don't have that home video, but it does have like all of like the running animations. And what the game does is that like there's actually a mode that you can go in where you can lay it like there are three layers. There's the layer of the home video, the layer of the sketch that he did for each frame, oh, and wow. then the layer of the pixel art. And you can like change the transparencies, change the speed of the animation, so, fucking so you cool. can see how everything matches up. Really cool. Uh, you also learn a bit about the history of jordan making this game uh how like he got his start as a young kid basically um making atari arcade clones for the apple ii because like i got an apple i bought an apple ii uh saved up a bunch of money um i'm gonna basically make like i'm gonna make asteroids for the apple ii and he made a really good version of it and there was a local computer company that bought it was going to distribute it before atari started cracking like you can't you can't do that you <laughs> cannot sell copies of our games um but like that's what he kind of cut his teeth on that and so then he tried to make uh, an original arcade game for broderbund and like you can see the feedback that he's getting from the ceo of broderbund and these like notes that he gets and he's like basically like the guys like trying to push him like arcade games on a home computer like people are looking for something a little bit different um try to make something with more characters more expressive expressiveness a story a narrative 
And then he eventually gets the idea to make Karataka, and you can play multiple prototypes. You can play it like the original version that like got Broder- Broderbund to sign him on, and he got flown out to uh, L.A. for the summer, or San Mateo, I think, for the summer to like basically polish it up over at Broderbund, turn it into a package game. Uh, it's really cool. Like it's just it's such an insightful look into the making of an important piece of history that like would, I mean, like I grew up with Nintendo. I had a computer, but I didn't really connect with it on the same level that I did with like the consoles. So a lot of the stuff, especially like the early eighties, it's like, it's one thing to read about how something like Karataka is important. It's another to actually get to see it and to see the people who made it talk about it and like to actually get to poke at the thing that um that they made you know it's like uh like like they said like the only reason why we put this stuff in coffee table books is because there wasn't a way to make an interactive version of it because that's the best way to experience history is to play it um and yeah it's just it's like digital eclipse has come out of the gate swinging with this golden master series i i was just going to say and, like this this is like the Atari game is so cool and I really enjoyed playing through like a bit of it, but like I found myself wanting more about individual games. Yeah. And like, this is, this is like the best possible result. Yeah. I was the- just, I was just thinking because the thing is with Atari, because if you're talking about the history of video games, you are, you are starting home video games, I should say. You're starting with Atari. The problem with that is it was go in this room and come out with a game in 72 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and they, they made their own art. They made their own sound effects. So there isn't that kind of documented process because the process was somebody going, well, if I want to keep my job, I better make something. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here's, you know, and then they come out with. And with Haunted whatever. Mansion. In the ma- Haunted Mansion, it's a pair of eyes. Okay. It's, it's Haunted House. Thank you very much. Haunted <laughs> Mansion is Disney. And I love a Haunted House. And it's not a good game. And I love it. And I don't. Shut up. You got the spook. <laughs> you got. I'm going to make the spooky eye. <laughs> The spooky, the spooky, yeah. So, are pretty <laughs> so you, so that's why I'm really glad stuff like this for as as you see the development of more sophisticated games. Yeah, that that kind of documentation is now happening yeah. and preservation. Yeah. Well, and like, and it's not just that too. It's because the games are uniquely a medium that have to be converted to other platforms. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. also like interviews with the the woman who. Um, who ported it to like took this Atari two game and ported it to, or this Apple two game and part ported it to Atari ported it to Commodore 64. And you can play those versions too and see how they're different. Like the different ways that like certain things they had to sacrifice to get the yeah. same similar experience, but to fit on this different hardware and like talking about the difficulties of that. And then there's also a remastered version of Karataka where like one of the head guys, at digital clips was like, I want to undertake the similar process of 
porting Karataka to a modern hardware. And there's developer commentary in the game for that. So you get to hear his thought process of like, why has this game been so hard to port? Like what, mm. what has made this so difficult? Uh, and just like the way that like, he's like, he had to learn about how the AI works where it's like, if you just change one aspect of the artificial intelligence, the whole thing falls apart. Like it's like he's like Jordan built it like a clock. Like it's so precise, Man. and like any little thing can like mess it up. And he's like, I hope the version that we got here, like it's like a close approximation to Jordan, but it's like Jordan's version. But it's like it's still like it's not perfect. Like that part is fascinating. Like just different aspects of game design. Both from historical perspective, but also from a porting perspective, and from yeah. like modern takes on on classic games too. It's all there. It's all there, and it's fascinating. Dave is um is the is the wacky like three sixty remake in there? Like no. the it's no, not. That they, not <laughs> no, that's the part you, of the history that we can forget. You get, you get the yeah. You get. The original prototype, which is playable from start to finish, you get a couple other prototypes that are not finishable, but they are playable for for most of it. You get the final game that shipped on Apple II. You get a couple of the console ports, like the home computer, like the Commodore and the Atari seventy eight hundred, or one of them. A um, few other ports, and then you get the remastered version. You also get to play prototypes of the game that Jordan was working on before he started Karataka, like the one that he was trying to pitch to Broderbund, and they're like, eh, it's not it's not quite there yet. Maybe try something different. Cool. Maybe 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 this idea ain't it. Like like the CEO just like trying to be very diplomatic and saying, like, you're very you're a very talented coder. Like we want to work with you, but like maybe this idea is not one you want to continue going down. Why uh, don't you start down the road of trying to come up with an idea for something Sir Ben Kingsley can be in? in <laughs> <laughs> young man, <laughs> young man. Um, sorry, I don't, I don't, I didn't mean to bring up Jordan Mechner's. Uh, biggest shame oh the, the the prince of persia movie oh you you know Jake he he worked on it too like they brought oh, yeah they brought in mechner to like like make sure that like they were like doing right by prince of persia and he did all these interviews with like game game outlets when it came out being like i really think we're gonna break the bad video game movie curse this time yeah so, yeah that yeah you n- nailed it, big guy. Yeah, you did it. <clears throat> d- nailed, did it. Um, all right, Susan, n- your third game, the the, not the least, but another one. Well, I mean, well, okay, so <laughs> in in the realms of being a basic basic B, Starfield. Hey, that is. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I like. I've been waiting for it to come up. Because, like, I, like, I, it's so, I feel, I wish Starfield had come out in, like, 2005. You know? Like, here's, here's the thing, man. Like, people wanted this game to be some new species. Right. Yes. And it's, and it's, and it's not. 
Yeah. It's just a good Bethesda game. And that isn't that fine? Isn't that and good? That's fine. Like I'm okay with that. That's all I really need it to be. <laughs> like I could go back and pick it up and play it again right now, except I'm playing through Stardew Valley for the fifth time of my life. <laughs> like, the real game of the year. The Star real game. I know. Oh, he wanted to, he finished playing what did he just finish playing? Oh, he played RoboCop. Oh, God. Boy. Oh, boy. Guys, oh, that... Oh, Susan, did I fucking exaggerate? Like, okay, how I, fucking bad that writing is? You did, actually. Because... <laughs> here's the thing. It, it is satire. It is. It, right. It, it, but it's not it, good. <laughs> it's, it's very basic. It is also very basic. It is not... Yeah. Are, it is not elegant yes. in, in what it's doing. It is very like color by numbers RoboCop world. It, it creates the world of RoboCop fine. Yes, the yeah. game is broken as fuck. It, it is broken. Like it is and just it's ugly. Yeah, and like it's very weird to see all of these things where like they're using Unreal Engine five, and like you'll be in like some of the exterior settings and be like, wow, this kind of looks incredible, but like. Uh, like tech demo, we incredible. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, then it's yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So he he finished that. So he's like, I want to play Stardew. I'm like, okay, okay. Because he's because I I've been playing this game. It's a it's a free MMO called Palia, huh. and I've been playing it on Switch. And it's it's a nice game. There's no combat. You you farm. You fish. You build and decorate your house. So he, that's why he's like, can we just play Stardew? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I played that. But the point is, like, Starfield. What I believe is that because Bethesda is, Bethesda is extremely good at playing the long game. Yeah. And playing the long game to maximum profit. So I feel like Starfield is a it, it's a game you can release it people will pay full price for it and it does what it says on the tin it's it's a good Bethesda game good story story's actually quite good yeah you know good voice acting all that stuff but the shipbuilding is incredible tech yeah it's really well done and I'm I, I feel like that's where the majority of their effort went into because that's going to fuel something later on Mm. whether it's dlc whether it's an expansion i don't know but i feel like that that's going to be something later the stuff that uh needs a little more oomph to it you can just add story you can add more characters you can add other stuff it's fine so like it 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 does what i need it to do do i care about the lore in the way that I think is really cool in Elder Scrolls? Absolutely not. Are the factions interesting and deserving of loyalty the way they are in Fallout? Nah. (laughs) No, not at all. But it's also the starting point. Yeah. And while people have, I, I think they remember the beginnings of Elder Scrolls and beginnings of Fallout in ways that perhaps they don't entirely deserve that, at this point. You know, like that's the that like I don't understand how rose-colored glasses are so intense when all of this shit is still so accessible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it used like I I can understand like back in the day people being like 
fucking Mega Man 1 was the best thing on the NES. It was the best ever. Because, like, you couldn't just go to Steam and play it for $5. Right. But, like, Skyrim's right there, man. Like, you can go see that, like, that shit was rough, like, at the start at any time. I'm I'm talking about, uh, not even Daggerfall, like, Arena. Right! Like, you can can play it! (laughs) Yeah, go play it. It, it, And what it was is the stuff that now we take kind of for granted, which is, you know, the great big story and the the branching and and was revolutionary at the time. And they haven't... They've improved upon that, but they haven't, you know, gone too crazy with it because their games are a genre. Yeah, they're not gonna, you know, bite the hand that feeds them. Is it? Is it like the a revolutionary thing? Not at all. Is it something that I am that I have affection for the way I do Oblivion? No, but it's worth noting. Uh, Oblivion was the first, the very first one I played with was Morrowind. And Morrowind was amazing, but it was just so brown. Yeah, and it's <laughs> so brown. <laughs> and then Oblivion was just worse in some ways, but identical in others, but with a full color palette. Yeah. So that's the one I gravitate towards. That's it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the greatest game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's what did you play first? What did you play at a point in time where it was particularly meaningful to you? Yes. That's why you formed these associations. Get over yourself already. Relax. It's fine. <laughs> That's so um, number one, Morrowind. I know we've talked about it on the show before, but like Morrowind will always be in like my greatest games of all time uh, mm-hmm. annals of history. Not just because like, again, like I played that on the original Xbox, which was like the most broken ass way to play it. Yep. yep. But like, I like that game gave me my internet, like gaming moniker for like 20 years. Like that's where Ballbeard came from mm-hmm. was Morrowind. And I will like Morrowind could be like fucking terrible. And people, <laughs> people could be like, no, fuck that game. Here are objective reasons why. And I would still be like, I love it <laughs> forever. Yeah. But I, 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 I rest peacefully knowing that there's probably someone for whom Starfield is that. You oh, know? there are. 100% there there are. And and you raise a really important point. A lot of people create these associations with these games through mods. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's not the game. <laughs> it is it's an amazing community and they do really cool things like I the modding community of Bethesda games is exceptional they yeah. do really really great stuff with these that's, games that's, that's where forgotten got- cities <laughs> came from <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. so like but like they're like oh now it's not as good as xyz you mean like you mean it's not as good as the mods for xyz which like calm down sugar okay like just i bethesda's community is <clears throat> we'll go with passionate <laughs> that's very that is that it, i that's very generous <laughs> yeah and, and and but yeah starfield is there is this core starfield audience that is like you know they've played it and here's the thing so this guy is on his 32nd playthrough 32nd or 33rd <laughs> like if it, wait how, like like actually 32nd like yeah 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 
That like it's like got to be like all he's done for three months. <laughs> I well, I mean, you can you can critical path the main story pretty easily. Oh, okay. Because if, right. if you're new game plusing it, you keep all your skill points. Got it. So you're gonna be you know anyway. But here's the thing. So when you new game plus the whole the whole the core of Starfield is that it's all part of the multiverse. Yeah. So your new game plus is. You're still you. You're just in a different universe. Oh, cool! That's a that's Which a great is, hook. It's so clever, dude. It's yeah. so clever. And, and is, that, the is that something game, like you don't find out until you beat it, or is that like, do they introduce that over the course of the first playthrough? No, that that's like first play. Like, uh, no, the first time you do New Game Plus, it becomes clear. You're like, oh, oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah. Like, like you don't even know until you until you exactly. Okay. Well, no, no, they do kind of introduce it, but then you're like, well, what does that actually mean gameplay-wise? And then you do New Game Plus, and you're back at the beginning of the game, and the game reflects it. The game's like, oh. we know you, we know you've been here. You don't have to do the main. You don't have to do all the intro shit again. Let's That's just get you fucking part, awesome. Right? That's actually so really this, cool. Here's the thing, though. This guy who played 32 times, like, okay, so you go. You go to Constellation. This is where you meet all the characters, blah, blah, blah. And he meets himself. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's one of the possibilities in the game. Like, you rock up and you meet that that universe's version of you. And you can become a companion for you. That's cool. That is (laughs) fucking awesome. But that's, that's something that, like, yeah, you wouldn't. You would like that's not something a normal person discovers. Correct. Yeah, and like <laughs> that's also not like that's not something that would reveal itself quickly. Yeah. It's not going to it's not going to be something that comes up in like the diseased little world of the discourse. Yep. And it's also not something that the people for whom uh this game's success or failure is tied up in their identity. Mm-hmm. is going to wait to hear about or discover or anything. Yep. Plays um, the long game, man. That's the long uh, the long game and like that's the 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 true legacy of that that game. Like that's for the person who doesn't who who just plays video games and doesn't know there's a yeah. this whole seedy little world of pill bugs under the rock. Um <laughs> <laughs> curling up when the light sees them uh mm. yeah like they're probably just like gonna be a person who reads about that at some point and is like fucking cool like that's that's awesome that's so yeah. awesome um so in the in the same way susan that uh i always think of when you talk about bethesda games i always think of one of my favorite music reviews of all time is chuck klosterman's review of Guns N' Roses, Chinese Democracy. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, a, an album that most people revile, uh, and I love. Um, I, I, no no apologies. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, leave me of alone. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, but, like, at the end of it, he, like, he's like, yeah, could it be better? Sure. But Axl Rose writes music the way I want music to sound. Hmm. And I've always loved that, like, line of criticism. Uh, like the honesty of that in yeah, our view, yeah. and like Bethesda makes games the way you want games to play, like mm. and uh, uh, Nintendo makes Mario games the way I want Mario games to play again, 
Wait, but not Zelda. But not no, not Zelda. <laughs> not Zelda. <laughs> no, that's and that's fine. That's it's okay. I'm over it. Like I I was very 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 skeptical of Super Mario Wonder before it came out. Very skeptical. Well, uh, especially after like years of making the mo- like the mayonnaise of 2D Mario games. Uh, oh god. <laughs> just just helmets. I mean like it. The, like mayonnaise is fine on a burger, but like to to build a whole meal around it, like come on. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's bad. Mini mushrooms are bad. Uh Bounce bounce music is bad. It's all not good after a while. And I, I Super Mario Wonder was I'm not like in the same way that Starfield is not gonna be like the Morrowind. My life is different now because of this. Yes, I'm going to think about it forever. Yeah, and I am I am new person number one with a bullet. Uh, Mario Wonder is not gonna be that for me. But holy fuck, did I just love it. I loved it. I loved every level. I loved every second that I was playing that game and being like, wow, this is harder than I was expecting it to be. Uh, (laughs) I I loved obsessively going through and finding every secret. I loved being delighted every time I got a wonder seed and something very, very very strange happened um yeah i i thought it was like as much as a game can objectively be perfect i felt like it was a perfect game um and like it gave me a stage where mario has to play through syncopated to a metal performance I felt very targeted. <laughs> I felt, I felt like, I felt like there was probably somebody there being like, "Uh oh, Tears of the Kingdom means we might get less money out of that middle-aged man. Hurry, De- deploy the big guns." Um, yeah. The fact that a game that that weird and interesting came out the same year that the Mario movie came out, which I, is oh, the most dude. Boy. Paint by numbers. Yes. Talk about I, mayonnaise. Oh, okay. So, I took Lyra to see that Mario movie like the the opening night, just cause just for fun. Like, oh, this will be a fun surprise. Yeah. And like, you can tell how fucking milk toast that movie is because she has never wanted to see it again. Like, oh right for a seven year old to be yeah. like, I'm good. I'm good. With, I'm good. <laughs> That's fucking trouble uh, for you, filmmaker. But um, did you guys notice, like, at the very beginning, when it's like, oh, Mario, we got to get to work. You you got a plumbing job. There's, like, a platforming sequence in the movie. Mm -hmm. And, like, I saw that and was filled with dread. Yeah. Uh, Because it hadn't been announced yet. But I knew that they were releasing a new 2D Mario game from the business side of things. And mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was like, it's all over. Yep. It's all. It's, they're they're, they're going to make the Super Mario Brothers the movie, the game. Yes. Mm. I was like, they're going to they're gonna make... Like, that's it. Like, we've been minions. That's what's happening <laughs> oh. to Mario for, wow. in perpetuity. 
and it's going to be nothing but like Kevin Hart fart jokes at the end of a stage and it's over. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm resigned to it. And then you start playing Mario Wonder and you, you fucking hear the <laughs> the piranha plants in the, the second song, stage yeah. being like, bow, 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 bow. you're going to have nightmares forever about this. And I was like, okay, I, great. Okay, something's wrong with me because the piranha plant level had no effect on me at all. <gasps> no, oh my God, really? Yeah, I was like, I, I didn't know what, like, we brought it up in the show, and I'm like, and you're like, if you had seen it, you would know. Yeah, I'd done it. I played that level. I went back. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I saw this. Uh, I mean, it's like nothing. Regist- and I wonder if there is something in my head, because we've talked about how I don't register music in games. That's interesting. Yeah. I I wonder. I, I wonder if it's just... Um... I don't know. Like you're like you're more focused yeah. on the experience of jumping and stuff, or like maybe, maybe because I, I, music in a game really has to. It's unusual that I notice and take note. Like I remember yeah. it. Like I can I remember the visuals of that section, yeah. and they're cool, but they're just the entire game is so wacky that they didn't register in any kind of significant way because it's all it's all that crazy sure yeah i like i found it i i don't know i like the, like every time the the game did something musical i was so uh entranced by it but like again I, i'm the exact opposite like music yeah is you so, are yeah so essential to like my experience of a game yeah um i will throw out there uh, after Mario, that my my game recommendation for both of you is the same game, because I think you will both like it for fundamentally different reasons. And it's I please bear with me. The name is horrible, and I don't know if you've heard of it or not. It's called Goody Little Two Shoes. Oh, is that the Square Enix game? That's so like published them? It's, yeah, it's them, they're in okay. they're in like the, one of their indie games. Yeah, they're indie wing. Uh, Square Enix Collective. I've heard of it. this, but I don't know what it is. Susan, have you heard of Goody Little Two Shoes? Mm-hmm. So, so, like, nobody fucking has because Square, like, I don't think Square Enix did Collective you, has any did, money to do anything. No, I don't think Square Enix has any money for marketing unless you're Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy. Do yes. you know that a Dragon Quest game came out in December? The only way I know that is because I bought Wait, it. Yes, Dragon Quest Monsters. Two? Yeah. Or no, it... there's it's it's a it's it's like the first Susan the first Dragon Quest Monsters game in like ten years came out uh, two weeks ago in, December, in English. Like, yeah, like here, like you can yeah, go buy Switch. a new Dragon Quest. You can Monsters. get it now. <laughs> yes, and that's it. Russ's playthrough of Stardew Valley died at the end of that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yeah, like who? How would you know that? How would you, how would you know that? And it's. It's like a horror tinged, and they released it on Halloween rather than before Halloween. They released yeah, it Halloween. That's always such a mistake. It's death. I don't know why they did it, but like this game is so fucking weird, and uh, like it is. It is very much the continue podcast Venn diagram. I have not mm. finished it. I need to play more of it. The people that made it. We're like, we really want to make the equivalent of a modern day Saturn game. And okay. so like there there is like an anime style, 
but it is very like I'm in Babbage's in 1995 looking at like the early PlayStation and early like to early Dreamcast releases kind of style. <laughs> uh, it is not like Vita anime. And it is part life sim. You are the sort of titular character and you are in this like vaguely European hamlet. Everything is gorgeously sort of like hand drawn and you can run like a little shop and like you have to you like Susan, her her ears just broke down. Right. Hold up. (laughs) So you run, you run a little shop and in town there are like the other part of it is like sort of like a weird dating sim <laughs> right where like you there are two potential love interests and so you are playing through this sort of like visual novel mystery with them and their courtship while also manning your little shop and bakery in the town and like you can have there are recipes and stuff like that and it's cheap. It's only it's on sale right now for sixteen bucks. Right. It's like for nothing. And it like it is so like gorgeously crafted. It is so elegantly made. But then in order to like get materials and stuff, you have to like go into the woods around town <laughs> at night. This is this is of rice and ruin. Yes, yes, very, 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 yeah. very much so. And like, I'm, I don't want to tell you guys more about it because then you gotta go out at night. Some things happen out at night. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, it is. Yeah, like Susan, for for you, like you got the cool life sim shit. Dave, you got the classic fucking weeb shit. It is. <laughs> it, it like it is classic weeb shit. Like. You don't, and you get that feeling. You're like, usually I would have to be coaxing an emulator to sideload a, a BIOS from a very specific version of hardware to get this. Yeah, kind I of wonder thing. if this thing will run on my Mister. <laughs> yeah, you're uh... exactly. Exactly. Oh, there's some emulation issues if you try to get it going. But like, it is. Yeah, it's the it's 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 the it's the the rarest of rare species. The perfect Venn diagram continue podcast uh, entity. Uh, so Dave, your final game. My what final is- game, and much like Susan, the the Chuck Klosterman quote, like you said, like I like the way that he plays the game. There are two people I like the way that they play AAA: Hideo Kojima and Remedy Games. Ah, Alan Wake Two is my game of the year. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, oh my. I God. mean, I- like- <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we don't we don't need to like we talked no. about this at length when it came out um but like just that game just hit every hit on every cylinder for me it was like it was what i was looking for from a triple a experience that i wish i got out of resident evil 4 remake really like yeah because like like resident evil 4 remake is it's it's good but like resident evil 4 was all already good yeah uh where it's did not feel like that 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 twist to the formula that like the Resident Evil 2 remake did. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, where it was just like, oh, okay, this this is a nice thing to play. I will completely forget about this. Whereas like Alan right. Alan Week 2 is that like that gameplay style, but like with the kind of big budget that allows the studio like Remedy to build all of these bespoke tools to into the tech to do which is like wild things with like integrating video. 
Like the moment, yep. I mean, the moment that it really hit for me that I was like, okay, yeah, I think this is my game of the year is when you hit chapter four and you do the interactive uh, Herald of Darkness musical sequence where it's like, so Alan Wake is in the dark place. Uh, he's like, okay, I think I've got a grasp of what's going on. And then Warland Door, he shows up, like Alan Wake shows up on this guy's show to talk about his book because he's stuck in this perpetual loop of like promoting his his books there and warland door's like no we're i'm we're gonna get weird you you don't have a grasp on anything we're gonna tell us the story of your life in musical form and you are going to play it and so the old gods of asgard start rocking out to the song herald of darkness as you are running through the stage and like you see live action actors of alan wake and warland door and the band and people dancing on these screens as they sh- the screens shift around as you move through the level and you have to fight bad guys as you're going through like they're like they're one of the bassists is like pointing <laughs> in time with the music to the path that you need to take to get up to the next spot of the song and the song changes like at, and it morphs like as the the gameplay picks up ebbs and flows like if you're climbing a ladder it slows like the it's you're just getting like the bass but then you get to a you know another section and then it picks up again. It's like perfectly timed with your actions. And it's like evolving as you go through this level. Um, and it's just it's it's so out of left field, but it's still like it's it's of a piece with the way that just like Remedy has always sort of made games, which is not like, always. Not well, always. Yeah. Not, I don't I don't know, Max Payne 2 does a little bit of this where they start introducing more of the like twin peaksiness to the overall game. But no, like, yeah, like it's like it, this is not Alan Wake. Yeah. At all. No, it's not. I, the sheer creativity that goes into so many different aspects of this game of Alan Wake two is mind blowing. Mm. Yeah. Not just the core story. Cause the core story is, is creative for a video game. Absolutely. For sure. But then the ways they go about both telling that story, giving you ways to interact with that story, absolutely off the charts creative. I am so glad it exists as a piece of art Mm. and to inspire other game developers of like, look at, we're painting with all the colors. Yeah. Like these ideas are, are, you know, they sat in a room and said, no idea is too stupid. Let's hear everything just to get out of the mold of this is what, this is how to play a video game. Yeah. This, and this is what a sequel to Alan Wake two should be. Like it should, it just be more of shooting dudes with light beams and then shooting them with the gun. Like, yeah, they, they took it a step further for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like I get why Susan that you don't like it because it is not, Alan Wake 2 that you wanted it to be. I, I would not uh, be able, not Alan Wake okay. 2, period. The end. Yeah, it's I, not. <laughs> I would not I would not be able to forgive like I'm trying to think like if like all of a sudden like they were like, we're making Chrono Trigger 3 and it came out and it was like a slapstick satire, I'd mm. be I'd be pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this is the thing. Like, when what really helped me was our conversation on the podcast about it. 
realizing that remedy games have become a genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is very much in keeping with that. And there's a lot to admire about that genre. And there's a lot I, I do admire about that genre, but I don't, as a player, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, as a critic, I can say... Oh my god, like look the attention to detail, the thought that goes into Alan Wake 2 is really astonishing and they deserve all the accolades for cuz like like control had a lot of really positive elements to it, but then it was like it goes back to did anybody remember to make sure this was fun? <laughs> I was just going to They didn't they didn't do the fun check. Yeah, they did like they're like mm. But I I feel like that was very very much top of mind. Yeah. In in the making of Alan Wake too. I just personally yeah. fucking hate it <laughs> because it is it's it's not Alan Wake too. It's the, yeah. call it something else, and I can at least go. Oh, I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, but the the thing is is that this feels like the game that they have been building toward making since Quantum Break, which yeah. I yeah, I agree. Yep. I replayed Quantum Break a couple weeks ago. A game like it's all right. Like you could definitely see like meddling fingers and like oh, it doesn't yeah. like quite come together. Like yeah. it's just all of the story bits that are fun to like read about and control and Alan Awake 2 are just so like, it's like you'll get to a part where there's no bad guys and there's just like 20 things to read. You're like, well, that's not, this isn't fun <laughs> gameplay. Um, and like, none of it really adds anything to the mythos. However, very early in the game, you come across a video clip of Sam Lake and uh, it's Saga. It's, it's a different actress, but it's the character oh. of Saga and it's like an intro to a TV show called Return. And there's like mentions of Alan Wake and Sam Lake. They both do the coffee cup drinking at the same time. They both like, and it's just like, like but like all this stuff from Alan Wake 2 is like in this. And then you get to a chalkboard that is covered with like, like uh, in the college, like a professor writing story, like, like notes about Alan Wake and like his story and you look at it and you're like this this is not, it's all here like they've oh, been, interesting. Uh, they have been wanting to make this game yeah yeah for a decade and yeah. everything that they've done and from quantum break to control to this has been building to that and the fact that they did it in a way that i mean for someone like me who enjoys their games like even though like like you said the shooting control not great yeah. Like, uh, was someone pointed out that there's an accessibility option that turns on one-hit kills for enemies. Yeah. Oh, I should do that. Because the, the story, like, everything else going yeah. on is really cool. Yeah, which seems like the way, the way to play that game. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the, yeah, that like all of this has just been building to this moment where they, the, the, the fact that they did this across multiple publishers too, because you have Microsoft who published quantum break 505 who published control and now Epic who published Alan wake Two, that they were able to keep all of this intact mm -hmm. in a way that like feels satisfying for players who have followed them on this journey. Uh, like I can't think of any, like, like the Marvel cinematic universe yeah. doesn't like do this. Uh, it's, I don't know. Like the, something about this game really hit for me, mm. and it's like I don't like. There's a je ne sais quoi about it that like I like I I don't know. Like as like we talk about video games in a podcast form 
for funsy every two weeks. And I like I don't even know if I could still fully articulate like why this game like hit with me on an emotional level in a way that like it didn't for you. But I had an absolute blast playing it. And they just added a new game plus mode that apparently adds like a bunch of stuff to it that like you played again, you get a new intro, there's a new ending and there's like new video, like like like, pages that you read that like again, like ties into the theme because like the theme of Alan Wake 2 is all about like cyclical loops of like self-destruction of like, you know. Uh, exploring Alan Wake 2 as a, not just as a bad writer, but as a writer whose impulse to create is both self-destructive and destructive to the people around him, both in the way that, like, the story comes to life and fucks with people in the real world, but also the story about his wife and his relationship with her from the first game to the second. Um, And, like, I I don't like I haven't heard enough about the new game plus to to know how it further explores that. But I have heard that it is like it actually does provide an ending, unlike the the ending to the regular game, which is very much like the ending to wait. There's a non ending for Alan Wake 2. No, I mean, it's it's (laughs) like the end. Like I was satisfied with the ending just because like I'm a a weirdo. (laughs) But it's very much like the ending to Inception, where it's like 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 something is happening and then it just cuts and you're like you don't you don't get that closure. Susan, but did you finish it? Did you finish Alan? Are you fucking I know. <laughs> I was well. I hate finished things. Like I, I you no, know, no, you you don't. What in order for me to, <laughs> if it ever happens, I need enough distance that I am not going into it to play Alan Wake two. Right, right, right. To play right. it as its own thing, because I, it is so beautifully crafted that, like, I want to be able to appreciate that. Yeah. But I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, life, life's too short. <laughs> like. Well, it's not like you take a story where the the a man's personal desire for fame and notoriety has now put his wife at risk. Yeah, that's and, that. and his own worst impulses are calling him out on that. Like looking him in the eye and saying, this is your fault because you wanted to be a big author guy. Mm. That's Alan Wake. Yeah. That's not doing a, a song and dance number on a talk show, right? <laughs> Which is not to say that doing the the song and dance number on the talk show is innately bad. It's not. It's a different thing, right? So like, I can't until I can get to the point where I can play that without wanting the first thing. There's no point in me going anywhere near it. No, yeah. that that makes that makes complete sense. Um, well, Dave, uh, how about how about some recommendations? We got to get a Susan recommendation for a Dave and Dave recommendations for both of us. Okay, so. I'm gonna pick a game from last year. Oh, because right. well, like the, the the game that we that I would pick for me from this year would be Paranormal Sight. It's another another Square Enix game that they didn't advertise, but it's I talked about it earlier in the year. It's a fun little yeah. visual novel, spooky, looks great. Uh, no, I'm gonna uh, I'm going to suggest a game called RPG Time: Colon The Legend of Wright. I believe is the W R I G H T. 
Hmm. Uh, it is a indie game. Yeah, The Legend of Right. It is an indie game made by a Japanese studio whose name I don't remember, but um, it is presented to you as you're a 10-year-old in school, class just got out, your best friend comes over, is like, I just made a game for you. I want to play. Let's play now. Let's go. And so he drops down all of the stuff. It's like like a rule, like a measuring tape to measure your HP, and like this coloring book full of adventures. Oh, and, that one. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's like all like all of this, all of the pieces of this game are made out of like I mean it's fully digital, but it's all made out of like analog stuff. Like the D-pad representation of the game is just like a Lego cross on a Lego piece. Um, like pencils for for jotting down notes and like changing the scenario in the book as you're playing. It's not really an RPG. Like don't go in expecting it to be mm. like like an RPG. It's more of like a point and click adventure game with some little puzzle solving and him uh, like kind of telling the story of your character as it plays. Like like you'll gain experience points, but it doesn't really do anything. <laughs> Like, like you don't really level up in any meaningful way, that I, at least as far as I can tell. But like, it's full of so many like bespoke little challenges and puzzles and experiences. Like, you'll get to a part where like you, in order to progress, the guy sucks you into a Game Boy, so you have to play this <laughs> like Game Boy game to beat the guy. It's it's so cool, and it's 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 like polished and whimsical. In a way that reminds me of Nintendo games. Mm, that sounds but incredible. Done, but but yeah, like but like not like someone trying to make a Nintendo game like a Nintendo game, and the fact that it's like pulled off by this like really small team of developers is like yeah, it's it's cool. Like you guys will have it's so cute. You'll have a blast. Man, when when did you play this? I played it on Steam Deck like a month ago. Like sounds I'm still great. kind of like slowly working through it. But yeah, it's on. Uh, I think pretty much everything. Like it's on Switch, it's on Xbox, PlayStation, PC. Sounds, it's good. It sounds fucking awesome. It's fun. Oh, I'm getting smoked. Yeah, it's a good time. Like just, just like kind of like you have to go in knowing that it's not like it's not like a normal RPG video game. Like you're not really gonna get a, a ton of freedom to explore. You're not gonna like just grind bad guys and like level up. You're not going to gain new equipment in the way that you would in a normal RPG. It is a like this guy, this kid has created an adventure game for you, and you're just kind of along for the ride. But it's a fun ride. It's it's very cute. It sounds like uh like Moon if it wasn't confusing as fuck. <laughs> but but Moon's also like there's a lot more f- freedom in that game though, right? Like you yeah. can actually like yeah, this game isn't that. Like it's 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 so like you basically like you'll he'll open up a page of the book and there's like here's the thing that you're doing like one of them is just like you're trying to climb a mountain to get to the next like a series of caves mountain stuff to get to the next page basically and so you solve whatever problem you need to do on that flip the page and then it's like a completely different thing that like the stuff that you did in the first page doesn't really matter here. It's just now you're here, so you have to solve this. Um, and it could be like talking to somebody, or um, like now you're in a tank and you have to <laughs> you have to farm. Uh, oh, what what is it that you have to like? That you have to farm something to turn it in 
they're like growing in the level. You like roll over it with your tank and you turn it in to get like an upgrade for your tank that will let you get to the next section. But again, like once you get past it, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. Mm. It's done. You're just on to the next challenge. Man, it's cool. That sounds fucking badass. It's cool. Susan, what's what's your what's your recommendation for Dave? I don't have one. None. No. Well, a I don't play as many games as you guys do. True. Because like I cannot think of anything that I would that I could tell Dave that he doesn't already know exists. Right. Because it, you know, he just samples so, so, and such a breadth of games. Whereas I, all I do is play Baldur's Gate. Uh, so, you know, like I, mean, I, I play Baldur's Gate is the thing. Well, I, I would be, I'd be interested to see both of you play Baldur's Gate because I. Part of the fun of that game is, well, how did this play out for you? Yeah, I was just going to say, we would do it so differently. Yeah. So fundamentally differently. Yeah. And, like, I'm not going to tell you to play Persona Tactica. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not going to tell you to play While the Iron's Hot. And I'm not going to, you know, because that's... Wait, like, what's, I, wh- what's, what's that one? Oh, While the Iron's Hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mentioned this on a game. Oh, yeah, I, oh, I think I only mentioned this in the Discord, actually. The Discord. Ah, the continue <laughs> Discord for old Lang Discord. I have a continue Discord. Okay, so you are, uh, you want to be a blacksmith, and you're uh, getting a boat, a ride on a boat to this island, uh, because that is where everybody, that's where the the blacksmiths of yore, all the best blacksmiths in the in the world, came from this one town. Uh, boat, uh, shipwrecked. Poof. You wash up on the beach. Old dude rescues you. Old dude happens to be from town of blacksmith. Great. Oh, problem is there was a catastrophe, uh, uh, you know, decade ago or whatever, and the town has been destroyed and everybody's gone. But you, blacksmith guy, can rebuild the town and start enticing people to come back to it and then rebuild all the artisans. And you do this by... Going to neighboring towns like, hey, do you need anything made from a blacksmith? And they'll be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I need nails. I need a sword. I need a, a skillet. And you do that. And you you slowly, you know, restore relationships with different towns. And then people start coming back to your town. And then you can build an inn. You can build a lighthouse. You can build oh a whatever. It's mostly, it's most of the way to being cool (laughs) (laughs) the problem because it's an indie game and it just lacks that that extra little bit of polish in order to uh so everything you build as a blacksmith you have a recipe for and you have like you need to put this shape metal here this shape metal here it gives you a nine by a, a three by three grid and you fill in different things that you can make, and when you put them in the right configuration, that makes a whatever. Like you make a chandelier with a chain in the middle, and then a whatever. You can, if you know how to make one kind of sword, for example, you can guess, well, if I make that with a different material, I'll probably get this kind of sword. That's fine. But there's some stuff you need to make that there's absolutely no way you're going to guess these things. So you have to go out into the world and find the recipes for them. That's fine. That's not a problem. 
because there's lots of world to explore. You get some recipes for doing quests. You get other things by exploring and finding secrets, and that's great. But some of them you get by doing requests for citizens. And it comes up randomly. Oh. <laughs> mm. And, like, I I figured out, like, there was, there's, you go to a bulletin board and there will be five requests on there. And you can see the ones that will, will reward you with a recipe. And I was trying to, I needed a specific one to come up. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't know how to make the thing that you're asking for, but you're giving me a recipe as a reward. Let me see if I can guess, and I'll, and I'll figure out the thing you need so I can get this recipe you're offering, and maybe it'll be the thing I need. And I do, and I guess correctly, and I make the thing, and the recipe he gives me is the one for the thing he was asking for. <laughs> God <laughs> fucking damn it. <laughs> why why randomize shit like that like i understand that like especially if you're working with an indie budget you want to like lengthen this experience as much as possible but like guys like just make something that somebody thought was really really good and it is they they can tell somebody else to play yeah and then there's little stuff like uh you start off learning how to make things in is it copper I think, and then you go to steel, and then you go to glass, and then you go to, right? You you get stronger and stronger stuff. The thing is, <sighs> <laughs> so the, the copper version will be, the copper version of a sword will be called short sword. And then you assume that the steel version will be called a short sword. You're going to make a copper short sword, then a a steel one, then a glass one, then a whatever. What the game does is it starts naming them different things. Annoying. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, well, I only know how to make a short sword. I don't know how to make a gladius. I guess I have to find the recipe for a gladius. No, no. It's just that made in a different material. And when it, you make it in glass, it's going to be called something. It's called a Zweihander when you make it in glass. And when you, right? And it doesn't tell you that. It doesn't. So you kind of have to realize it like, oh my God, I've been trying to find this freaking recipe that I've known for the past five hours because you decided to change the name of it. Oh, dokey. And it doesn't do that with anything else. Uh, it's a copper hammer. It's a steel hammer. It's a glass hammer. It's a whatever hammer. It's a hammer, 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 hammer. Uh, but with swords and helmets, no, 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 no. We're going to change the names. That's not fun. <laughs> it's not. That's... And so, like, it's like it's 90% fun. Uh, oh, man. Uh, it's funny at the beginning. I was like, "This sounds really cool." Yeah, this sounds. Yeah, I was like, "I'll add this to my wish list." And but mm-hmm. uh, oh. Oh, it's a humble bundle game. It will end up in a humble bundle at yeah. some point. So or humble game published thing. So yeah, it'll it'll be in a humble bundle at some point. So I will. It's on Game Pass. Oh, is so, it? Oh. Yeah. So if you want to try it there, you you totally can. Uh, guys, I have escalated to the point of the game where I am climbing inside a dog 
and then the dog becomes like a space harrier style foot shooter and now i have homing beacon fishing poles for fishing poles i fuck it man i changed all three games on my list are this game <laughs> let's record it again uh no i think i think that i think i think that should bring us into 2024 guys i think i think we're there uh dave who yes. who did this who did it who did it who, who done did it it was our patreon backers patreon.com forward slash continue podcast uh we think Thank all of you for your contributions for keeping the show going. Uh, without you, um, the show doesn't happen. So, so seriously, thank you all. Uh, but I'm going to thank some of you more. Uh, <laughs> more <laughs> than the others. <laughs> yeah, if you if you subscribe at ten dollars or above, you get your name read out on the show. Uh, you get a shout out, which I'm going to do right now. We've got Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey, Shirley L., The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Matthew Peters, Gluttony One of Seven, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Christian Fisher, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rugen. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for Thank another, you all. another good year. Uh, yeah. Continue podcast. Uh, yeah, I, so I, I remember last year we did our year-end stream. Uh, we played a not good Dragon Quest game. Oh we, god, that we game play, sucked. We played a bad Dragon Quest game for last last year's year-end stream. I can tell you, I only played a little of Dragon Quest Monsters because, like, I'm I'm too tucked into other games right now to like start it in earnest. But I just wanted to see how it looked. Uh, mm. Like, just like, oh, like, how did they clean it up? Very pretty very cool uh and like especially like if you're into the dragon quest monsters thing it's really cool um but on top of it just being like a good dragon quest monsters thing uh apparently like at the beginning it's very handholdy it's like mm-hmm. oh here's you've probably never played a pokemon before we don't i don't know why we assumed that but like <laughs> it opens up very quickly and then becomes like a tough as nails monster raising sim. Mm. So I, I can say that there is a, for anybody curious, like, uh, and like, I, I always get nervous when a dragon quest game comes out cause they don't tell anybody it exists and they're like, nobody buys them. Uh, it's like, cause you don't tell anybody you made a game there. Yeah. So it's out there. It's good. Thank you everybody. Uh, who actually not just backs this show, but who turned out to watch today. We had like a good turnout of, of a few yeah. people to come hang with, with no notice. And that, that makes me really happy. I'm so glad that we can, we can entertain you guys with uh, our talk and some good games. Um, Susan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter uh, at Susan Art. You can find me on Blue Sky at Susan Art. You can read uh, what I have to say about movies and TV shows uh, at uh, over on Substack. It's called, called Channel Surfing. Uh, the Doctor Who Christmas special. Look, that song was stupid. I am not hearing otherwise. <laughs> I, am, I will brook no discussion on that. But uh, the new Doctor and the new companion, I'm into it. Oh, I think it works. Nice. That's that's a, 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 a market improvement over recent it years. is it is it, yeah I, I i am i am optimistic about this new season hell yeah uh dave where you at 
Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at David Robots. Uh, find me Letterboxd also at David Robots. Uh, I finally watched Violent Night, that movie with David Harbour. Yo! That's fun. It's so fun. That's a good movie. It, it's it, like it's produced by the John Wick people, so it looks kind of cheap. Yes. In spots. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But like also like the hallmark lighting and like flat, yeah, like digital photography of it, like I thought like worked really well with the hyperviolence uh-huh. of it. Uh, I had a fun time. The game, the game room scene. Come on, no. can't go. Yeah, it's a good one. Can't go wrong with the game room scene. What no. happens to John Leguizamo at the end? Oh, yes, it's so Home good. Alone, the Home Alone callback. So good. Also very good. <laughs> so good. I like that movie. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I, do you guys? How, how do you guys feel about consuming Christmas media after the holiday has passed? Like, but it's not New Year's yet. Like, it depends. It depends on the flavor of it. Like yes. a a. Like a violent night for sure. Yep, totally fine, right? Something more, more true. Like it's a wonderful life. No, Charlie, Charlie Brown, right the fuck out. Can't. Yeah, no. If it is December twenty sixth at twelve oh one, get the fuck out of here. Like (laughs) correct. It is correct. I don't remember that special. Get the fuck out of here, comma Charlie Brown. Oh, dude, it's 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 like (laughs) it's rough. It is rough. Uh, yeah, peppermint patty like dumps him and then he keeps showing up at her house and then Marcy's like, get the fuck out of here, Charlie Brown. That's the version in my head. That's my head canon. But Krampus? Oh, I haven't Never. seen Krampus. Oh yeah. It's great, right? I've heard that it's like I fucking. I love it. All right. I, gotta I absolutely love it. I might, that might, you know, I was planning to watch a Chow Yun Fat film tonight because somebody provided me with Chow Yun Fat films that I've never seen for oh. Christmas. Um, but now I might end up watching Krampus. That might happen. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it, uh, Lyra could do it. <laughs> true, true story it's about. Oh wait, really? It, it, yeah, no, it's it's not like crazy gory or anything like that. It's a little scary in places, but it's not. Maybe you know, like let's you know rip off legs and stuff. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, she's been back on the Resident Evil tip. She's like, can, nice. we, can we do Resident Evil again? Um, so she's in the mood for horror, like all children after Christmas are. <laughs> <laughs> like all the good little girls. Like all good little girls after Christmas. All right, everybody. I guess we'll see you next year. Uh, this is this is Continue Podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, it's always awkward, but I have to hit stop streaming after we say goodbye. Bye. Bye for real. Stop streaming. Stop streaming.